Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Kenny and Lady Chow Fung, and we're going to talk about Death Duel, a 1976 Cho Yuen movie. Uh, in Death Duel, everyone wants to kill the uh, third young master for fame and glory, so he escapes from the death of the martial world, assuming the identity of a wanderer named Achi, but the wicked plans of Mu Yong Chao Di force him out of hiding to face the great swords master, Yan Shi San. Uh, this movie has been remade as Swordmaster, and this is the original. It stars Derek Yi. Um, you know, so what did everybody think of this movie? Um, I thought it was a very interesting movie. Like, it, it, it had its moments, but some of the parts, I think they introduce plot points quite abruptly at times, and um, it can lead to some confusion when characters are introduced with some depth and then they disappear after yeah, for less than five minutes on the screen. So it, it might be, you know, a, a bit of a chore to try and keep up with, you know, all the characters, but the plot itself is, you know, it's quite simple. I mean, we have one person who's tired of, um, you know, the martial world and he just wants to live in peace. But, you know, it, as with these things in all cases, it's never that simple. Um, you know, it, it grudges and then people seeking fame and, you know, everything, you know, just comes to a head and, I quite enjoyed the last fight scene as well. I thought it was quite uh, an epic and apt ending for to, to draw everything to a close there. So no, I, I enjoyed the movie, but it was definitely uh, a, a chore to keep track of the characters at times. And uh, Lady Chow Fung, what about you? I agree with Kenny. I really like this movie, but it is a bit confusing with all the people, especially when most of the people only stay for five, ten minutes. And I thought, think if they would have cut some of those people out, then the movie wouldn't have been so burdensome at points. But um, I really enjoyed this movie, and it is a very simple story that just got convoluted with characters. Yeah, and I think I think we had um, maybe in the last podcast or the podcast before we had kind of gotten into this subject of of Cho Yuen and and how his. Uh, is movies are sort of known for being a little bit on the confusing side. And, uh, and I think this is definitely an example where, uh, where the, where the, the number of characters can do that. And, uh, uh, what, again, what I usually would say to anybody interested in watching this movie is don't worry about it. Just watch the movie. And then, you know, on the, you know, usually like after you watch them a number of times, things kind of start connecting a little bit better. Um, but things get presented so quickly, and then, like you said, like characters will just die. Uh, that it, you you can you can if you if you hang on to that while you're watching it, it can be a little bit frustrating. Um, so yeah, I, I get obviously my take is I, I really like this movie. I think this is a um, this this is you know of the Choi Yuen movies is probably one of my top Choi Yuen films. It's for me, it's up there with uh, with Hero Shed No Tears and films like that. Um, but uh but but i would agree with you guys that the character the the number of characters can can definitely make it confusing though i think for me i kind of have come to enjoy that about these movies because it creates the sense that you're being dropped in this world filled with people and so you're you're just sort of you know you're confused but it, it sort of serves the purpose of showing how big the martial world is um but it's interesting because I was watching a, a an interview with Cho Yuen on the the Blu-ray version of this the other night, and one of the things that he mentioned is, you know, the reason why he liked to do Gu Long books and turn them into film was because of the characterization, and that was one of the things he really liked about the books is is the way that Gu Long explores the characters, 
Um, but he also said the complexity, and that was one of the things that he thought made it, you know, made Gulong good for uh, for turning into to movies. So, so I, I think maybe that's um, you know the complexity of 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 some of the things could have maybe been simplified. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Um, uh, no, I can see, I can see what you mean with that. Um, yeah, some of the. <laughs> In the movie, though, I think like there's some needless complexity there, though. You know, just for the, the I'm um, talking about the scene where the the mute um, the mute's wife sort of betrays him uh-huh. twice in the space of about five minutes. It's uh-huh. like, did you really need to have a plot within the plot there? To just to, so you, you think know, maybe it, having her just do it once would have been yeah, yeah. That, okay. was, that, that was like, I mean, we we knew that you know she was. Um, up to no good anyway, yeah. right? It was quite obvious that she was the type that would just rat out whatever for the sake of, you know, maybe she had the right intent at heart, but you knew that she would just backstab the third young master <laughs> at the first possible opportunity. Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, they probably could have easily done that as one deception. I think what they were trying to do was um, get you to think that she might not be as bad as it seemed and then show you, no, she is as bad as it seemed. But you could have really just probably done it with one and it would have achieved the same result. Um, but yeah, that, the, uh, that, that, that whole scene with the bone racking powder for me is one of the most, uh, difficult parts of the movie to watch that there, there are two moments where, uh, where the Achi character, uh, you know, has to deal with, um, with, with the bone racking powder problem. And in the first one, they just slice open his forearm, but in the second one, they really, sort of start digging in and you know they crack open his bone and i find that i cringe every single time you know yeah me too i thought that was really gross and the blood and the blackness just oozing out that was just really really gross for me it's always hard for me to watch that scene to the second yeah it was definitely unexpected because generally speaking in wuxia movies you don't see that level of you know I say gore, but you know it's pretty tame by modern day standards, yeah. of course. But you know, in in, in this sort of movie where you get like fake blood splattered everywhere, you don't really expect that. You know, you have the scene where a guy is literally just like digging a knife into a forearm, and you know, not a very um, roughly performing surgery on on an arm, just like using a knife to pry apart the tendons and say, "Oh no, your arm, your your bones are black or whatever," and trying to sprinkle um, powder into it. It's just like, ooh. Well, I mean, and it's practically a theme in the movie, like how torn up his arms get. He gets he gets cut up at the brothel, and his arms get infected, and, um, uh, and uh, Zhao Li and, um, what's his name, Mao Tzu, their mother basically, uh, you know, heals his arms for him. And then you have the, you know, the, 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 the bone-racking powder, and he has to get his arms open twice. So there's like three scenes where his arms are just in a terrible state. Um, it's funny because at the brothel scene, after that, you know, you get people, you know, sort of on the trail of the third young master asking, oh, there was a young man who got stabbed and nothing happened to him. But, you know, as a viewer, you're like, you know, well, not nothing happened to him. His arms got cut up pretty bad and he got infected. And, you know, he, he probably could, would have lost his life if he didn't get the appropriate medical care. So I, I don't know why they were using that as sort of a metric for finding someone, you know, worthy. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty, oh, go pretty ahead. weak. In the um, subtitles, in the Prime version... It says he got in. He was 
cut with a knife without any suffering. It's like, okay, really? He had a lot of suffering when he got cut through the knife. He was bleeding and it gets infected and all that. Just like Kenny said, it was, but how would you know that's the third master? Yeah, I think, I think it was very hand wavy. Um, I guess what I thought they were referring to was that he didn't really flinch when the guy stabbed him. Like he just kind of took it. Um, uh, which, which in the Swordmaster movie, they, that's kind of how it, it's done. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, uh, you know, it's it certainly, uh, it's one of those coincidental things that you sometimes see in these wuxia movies, where, you know, the explanation, it, it really wouldn't necessarily lead you to the conclusion that that's the third young master. Uh, it, just, you know, he just got stabbed in the arm and didn't really say anything. But the mute could have easily done the same thing because he wouldn't have. You know, he wouldn't have said anything if he had been stabbed in the arms on account of being a mute. So, um, you know, I don't know that. I think you guys are probably both right about about that plot detail. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, it's, maybe maybe it's sort of um, implying that the third, that the third Jam master has his own issues. Maybe he's desensitized to pain. Well, I maybe think... that's. I think he hates himself at that point in the movie, so he thinks he deserves yeah. it. I think that's where what they were trying to do is he just is, he. I mean, because they mentioned that he kills like what was it like hundreds of people every year because people yeah. and, and they and they emphasize this over the movie. You keep seeing people come after him and wanting to kill him when, as soon as they find out he's the third young master because he's the supreme swordsman and everybody wants to get the glory that comes with killing him, and they don't care if you know if he's like tying his shoelace or whatever and they're gonna you know they'll do whatever they can to kill him uh even if it's dishonorable um yeah that's the funny thing like they, they so you know using the doctor as an example you know he was perfectly happy to use poison on the third young master <laughs> and somehow you know being able to kill the young third young master via underhanded means would somehow add to his glory which yeah i i'm not sure that's i mean i'm well, I think he would have really... lied about it. I don't think he would have. Um, uh, I, I presumably what I assume would have happened if his plan worked is he would have killed the mute and his wife, and he would have made sure anybody that was gonna say anything would would end up dead. And... But the thing is, like, with given his martial arts skills, <laughs> if he can't actually kill the Fajan Master, then the same the same fate is going to happen to him he's going yeah, to that's have a good point. Like, uh, that's it's, a good it's, point it's a general theme in wuxia movies and that there's the people you know the the on the, the antagonists tend to have very short views <laughs> of <laughs> what, what would happen if their plot were to succeed right <laughs> so. yeah they don't they don't think out like eight steps ahead they're just they're just thinking like okay kill achi kill achi and then get fame and then they don't think of the part where everybody else comes to kill them um, yeah. that doc- I love that doctor character played by by Hugh Hua. He was he was very I thought uh, you know just just so ha- pleased with his own act of deception. Um, you know just he, he just you know he, he uh, you know he basically has tricked everybody in the room and uh, you know and and the way that uh, you know the, the arrogance that Yuha brings to the role is uh, is is really enjoyable. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. That, 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 I feel like that doctor was a very key part of the plot there. <laughs> so it was it was necessary. Um, some of the other people that showed up, for example, like the um, 
the twins. They were, they were supposed to be twins anyway. The brothers. Yeah, the brothers. Yeah. yeah. You could have taken them out of the story and it would have been fine. Mm. I thought. They serve very little purpose. I, well, very. I would agree with you. They're not essential to the story. Like, uh, and they're the Yumien brothers. Um, yeah. And one of them, uh, Ku Kwan Chung. Remember we were, we were talking about um, uh, Lady Chao Fung when we did Swordmaster, uh, how he yeah. was in that. Uh, I, you know, this was the role that he played in this, um, was one of the Yumi, Yumi N brothers, but, uh, um, I feel like they got some really cool scenes though. Like the, the whole scene where they, they have the, the fight with, with Achi, uh, at the white tiger society headquarters and, mm-hmm. and they tricked the two samurai guys into, into going down each corridor to chase the woman and stab them through the chest you know those. I think those scenes—they're not essential to the story, but I enjoyed them, so I liked having them in the movie. Yeah, they definitely add. You know, it doesn't add to the plot, but um, it adds to the sense that the it's world building, right? I mean, it shows that there are people out there with skills as well, and you know, who uh, do their own thing. It's not just all about the third young master, really. I mean. It, Though, it just, even if he wasn't there, there'd be things going on, right? Well, and I <laughs> guess like, if. You, Oh, go ahead, Lady Chofung. From what I thought in the movie, that they were the... If Third Master was one, and um, Jan was two, then they had to be three and four, since they seemed to get more scenes than everybody else. And when they were fighting, um, Yen Shi... Whatever his name is. When they were um, fighting him, you know, they said that they're only... Um, only rivalries were the third master and him and you know so they had to be three and four i mean which there's always a three and four and someone coming after you if you're one and two so i mean they're kind of important but not really important yeah and i I guess what i would say is where i think um where i think they maybe add to the to the story is in that one of the ways that they they demonstrate how good those guys is is they basically have them kill everybody. They kill like the whole. They kill uh, the black society and the white tiger society, you know, on their own pretty much. And and I think uh, I think that helps show you how good of a swordsman uh, Third Young Master is when he ends up killing them. But it's not it's not essential to the story. But I do think it adds to that aspect of it where you realize that the Third Young Master is 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 obviously that good if he can if he can kill these guys who just wiped out a whole room of you know up to that point maybe the you know the most you know powerful characters other than the protagonist and his uh, nemesis um but but yeah i think it's 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 set definitely not like uh it's not a uh a, you know if you take if you did remove them i think the story would still function but i feel like that it would be a, it would be a flourish to the tale that is 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 you know, I don't know, absent. So what did you think about the choreography? So you mentioned, yeah, using the, um, well, the, the, their name in Chinese for the Jade Face Brothers, um, you, using them to sort of showcase um, the Fed Young Master's swordplay skill there. Mm-hmm. But it, it, that's one thing that sort of struck me in the movie is that despite... Um, yeah, everyone's saying how skilled uh, the third young master is, or how, and how skilled like um, Yen Shisan is. Like, the it's not really reflected in the actual visual, like in, in the choreography itself. 
Um, do you mean so like that it, the styles aren't distinct, or that you just couldn't yeah, tell how good they are based on their? Well, fight? both really. I mean, there wasn't really much style. Like, I, we don't know what style the third young master uses. That's never really mentioned. He's just a sword master, right? Uh, but the um, yeah, Yen Shisan was supposed to have his thirteen like murdering strikes, right? He's supposed to be able to kill any opponent in thirteen strikes. And I feel like other than the fact that other than when it was first mentioned and when he first showcased it to kill like the group of people in the opening scene, it became glossed over. Like yeah. there wasn't anything distinct about the any, any of the fight scenes. All we know is that the people there are using a sword and there wasn't techn you know, there wasn't techniques or um anything special about the way they were using it well that makes sense i think um so in that in in that i think in the scene where he where they showcase it in the opening really all he's kind of doing is counting as he's attacking so it's you if you remove him counting it's it doesn't even really look all that distinct do you know what i mean it doesn't look like 13 sword strikes it looks like him you know moving around with a sword and killing people but uh i think with the true un movie i don't think you know he's not He's not Cheng Che. He doesn't, you know, he, he's not, and, and I should say, I think the fight choreography on this was done by Tong Kai, who's a really good fight choreographer. There was another guy, too, um, uh, Huang Pei Chi. Uh, but Tong Kai, I know, you know, his, his work is very good. And um, I, I think it's really more about the style that Cho Yuan wants. He wants more of a uniform, uh, beautiful style that, that, you know, looks graceful across the screen. And I think you see this in all of his movies for the most part. Um, you know, there's a, there's a moment when Achi's using open hand strikes where things kind of get broken up a little bit, where it looks a little bit more like classic Kung Fu. But really, I think Cho Yuan essentially wants people jumping around and swirling with swords and almost fighting like they're dancing. And it's very... And he does that well. Yeah. yeah. And it's very Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, I think. it's that It's that kind of fluid sort of style of 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 movement um and and so you know i i feel this movie does that well i feel you know the, there aren't any moments where it breaks down for me and i'm like oh god that looked terrible uh it all looks very graceful and and very flowing and i think that's what cho yuan won i think for cho yuan it's almost more about the characters and the bravado of the characters do you know what i mean it's more about the like the moments when they're posturing and they're holding their sword and they've just killed somebody those are the more crucial moments in a cho yuen movie um so i think it's it's all more about sort of the stylized uh gracefulness of the fighting not the not oh this is this style or that style he's not really that kind of director i mean they might be talking about styles but like you said you can kind of replace one character's fighting uh you know, sword play with another, and you don't really, you know, you don't really see anything different, except maybe for the um, uh, David Chang character at the end, where he's doing all the flips and stuff. Mm. But uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, not saying that the choreography in the movie is bad. It's just that, in my opinion, it, it lacks a little bit of character. Um, just the fight scenes. I mean, you're right in that a lot of the sort of um, the important parts in the fight scenes are the, are the posturing and the posing that the, the characters do after their moves. But um, just from my point of view, it's the actual fighting itself. It's uh, a mess of whirling and twirling. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I would say you're not wrong. I would say you're not wrong. That's that's a show you in. Um, every I've seen a lot of show you in movies, and they and 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 when I every fight scene to me what i think in my head is men twirling with swords and robes like that's sort of the 
you know, and I think that's, but I think that's what he wants. I think he does. That's what he's after, and so that's what he gets in these movies. Um, I totally agree with you on that one. It's a lot of twirling and swirling with swords. Yeah, and 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 I would say Cheng Che, if you want the distinct sort of more, you know, broken up styles of, you know, that that's a better director to go with than a, a Cho Yuan. Um, but uh, but but yeah, it's. Uh, it's it's very I don't know what the word would be but it's very sort of uh, you can almost picture like you know musical it's got like a musical quality to it where uh, it's 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 more about the flow of the of the human bodies across the screen than mm -hmm. um, but yeah I don't think you're wrong about that I don't think you're wrong about that at all um, and yeah well like like you said a lot of a lot of um... Troyan movie seems to be about the characters. Um, so, did you have any thoughts about you know any particular characters that stand out to you other than the Doctor? Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of interesting characters. I, I mean, I guess if I if I had to say who my favorite character in the movie is, it's actually uh, probably Yan Shisan. Um, and and that might have to do with the actor and the way he plays him more than the character itself. But also, uh, Chow Di in this, I think, is like this really villainous woman. She's totally different in a lot of ways than she is in the book. But, um, but she's, a, she's a very, uh, you know, vicious character. Uh, I, liked the, um, I liked the mute's wife as well. Um, and again, that might have more to do with the actress playing her. Um, and I'm trying to think. There definitely uh, were, you know, were a few characters that I think you know leap out at you uh you know I'll, I'll i'll leave david chang's character for other people to highlight but um i suppose i i suppose uh, you know like i said earlier the yumien brothers i think are sort of you know interesting characters that kind of pop out you know they're not essential to the story but they you know they have they have a real identity and they're they're not really as evil as some of the other characters they're just after the glory of facing the third young master and so they have a little bit of honor to them um, but I don't know what, what characters left out at others. No, I, I definitely like David, oh, go, go ahead. I like the David Chiang character at the end. Um, his lunacy, I thought was a bit over the top, but um, but that was perfect for a Chor Yuen movie. I thought um, just the way he was so crazy, and you really didn't know exactly how he fit into the story and what was going on with him. He was very mysterious to me. Um, the only thing I could really collect from his part in the movie was that he was um, Chudi's um, brother. And, he, and but, he was... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, well, we, we, can, we can almost like... I know that, uh, Kenny, you're going to have a... a point or two that you might want to raise about him because you had sort of a theory about that character but yeah. um but yeah i th I, I like that character too because i think like um david chang is very charismatic and i it, the only real problem with that character is you only get him for about three minutes he like blazes across the screen and is just wild and maniacal and then he's gone <laughs> but uh but he's a real stand and and it's totally crazy what happens with him it's like there's this duel between these two characters. Then he shows up and fights them, and then he like just slaughters everybody, you know, on his own side. And then he runs off, and he's gone. <laughs> and it's one of those like just like almost a zany moment in the movie. Um, yeah, it was. 
Uh, yeah, so his, his his character is actually the second brother, I think, of um, Chody. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why he is such a lunatic was because he apparently practiced the martial art um, backwards, uh, which yeah led, led to martial deviation, and that yeah made him go mental. Um, and it's funny because the movie um, claims that the martial arts that he was using was the Nine Yin Manual, which is. Uh, a very prominent um, technique from uh, Louis Char's uh, novels, you know, along with the Nine Yang um, Supreme Manual, that yeah, it's always mentioned there. So, um, yeah, yeah, Brendan and I will talk, and and, the, and uh, Lady Chao Fong and I were talking about this before the call, and we sort of were wondering if you know if if for whatever reason Chua Yuan decided to insert a uh, Louis Cha character into um, his movie in the in the form of um, David Chan's character. Yeah, because you were saying he's basically Uyung Fung, right? Like he's yeah, yeah. Because he, he let, Uyung Fung from um, you know, Condor Heroes learned learned the manual backwards, and then he became crazy. Mm-hmm. And and you know, in sort of the, the series, his depiction is always you know really like he, he is a master of martial arts, but because of his um, craziness, he does things very erratically, and that sort of uh, ref- is reflected in the way uh, David Chan's character sort of jumps across the, s- the screen when when he's when he's fighting with uh, the with the third young master and uh, um, Yen Shisan. and yeah, and, and then to to the end where you know he just kills everyone and then he laughs and then he just jumps away. <laughs> it's a very uh, Ouyang Fong thing uh, from what from it, it's, that's the usual depiction of I, how he acts anyway. I think you might be right because uh, I mean I, I read the third young master of the book and I can't recall if there's a character like that in the story there's so many characters in it but I don't think there is and I think that that, that character is really meant to be Chow Di and um, third young master's son because they have a son in the book and he's kind he's, he's not crazy but he is kind of a kind of a jerk and uh, and so I, I feel like they just sort of replaced like they might have replaced that character uh, with Uing Young Fung, like you're saying, but I, I could be misremembering. So it's possible I just completely forgot that that character was in there. But I think that's the case. Yeah, and actually another thing I really like about um, the, the sort of the grudge between uh, Chou Di and uh, the third young master is that we have no idea what it is. We have no, absolutely no <laughs> clue what happened between them. I mean. Uh, oh, the only thing we really know that is that she's tried to go him like forty six times yeah. uh, in the past already, and I like the idea that um, at this point, even to us viewers, it doesn't matter what the original cause um, of this grudge was. It's so um, deep seated within um, Charlie's character that. It, it's going to be a grudge regardless, and, and I, I feel like that's one, you know, one of those nice little things where it's like it doesn't matter what happened in the past; I will still hate you regardless, <laughs> type of thing. And I, and I love the line where she says, "I've already killed you forty-six times, so obviously I'm not going to try to kill you, you know, again." You know, it's, it's like you know, if, if it hasn't worked forty-six times, I'm not going to bother a forty-seventh. Like that's the magic number. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I, I like that character um, in the book she has a much more legitimate reason for wanting to kill him and it has to do with their sort of romantic history and and like i said they have a uh they have a kid together um but uh in you know and in sword master they kind of get into that but there's no there's no child they don't they kind of write that uh part of the story out 
Um, but again, in Swordmaster, there is a little, there's a little more legitimacy to the, to the grudge. And this is just, she just really wants to, she, she just seems not to like him and wants to, um, wants, wants her, uh, uh, Yu, uh, Mu family to be, uh, uh, sort of the supreme sect in the martial world. But isn't and that she, reason enough to hate him? If he's number one and she wants him, wants to be number I, one, that's in this kind of world, that's all you need. I think you're right. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that's all that's needed. Uh, and, and, you know, that's that, but I think that seems to be the driving motive there. She just wants to rule the martial world through her crazy brother, um, which totally backfires on her in the end, but it's a, yeah, it's good that she got her confidence in the end. I think, yeah, so, someone who has tried to, you know, or done so much evil in the name of trying to raise the family to the, um, to the peaks of the martial world. I mean, should have some sort of poetic justice there, poetic, yeah, some sort of good, uh, bad ending for for their um, evil deeds, right? Well, and and I know we we, we talked about this. Uh... When we did the Swordmaster uh, discussion, so we should probably bring it up again. But there's also the love story component to this movie, and it's very tragic. You know, spo- I mean, I've already spoiled eight things, but just you know, you know, spoiler warning: uh, Zhao Li dies in this, in a, uh, and she dies uh, at the hands of um, of Chao Di, who who basically kills her in order to force uh, Third Young Master to come out of hiding and fight Yan Shisan. and so it's like a really really ruthless move um and then at that point there's that famous scream scene where uh achi screams and summons all his men and, and he basically just kind of gets his groove back and his sort his third young master again and decides not to be achi anymore um and and that scene is mirrored in Sir, sword master in an interesting way so i'm particularly interested in lady chow fung's thoughts on it in this one because i know it's much much more of a downer in this case than in the sword master movie yeah, I like the way the sword master ended better with the lovely couple living happily ever. Well, we really don't know if they lived happily ever after, but we know they go on a journey together. Um, I was sad at this part because I wanted them to end end up together. But, you know, Chowdy is so ruthless that she couldn't let anybody be happy in the movie. So she had to take his one piece of happiness away in order to force him into the fight. And then, you know get her brother to kill both of them, which backfires. Um, but yeah, that part made me sad. Yeah, it was but definitely I, sad. I would agree with you on that. Um, it was but definitely just the sad. whole funeral scene was, I thought a nice scene where, you know, he comes out of his makeshift dressing room. He went, I guess we don't see him go in, but he goes in dressed as Achi and he comes out third master in his regal clothing and he asks for his sword and his armor, which his armor turns out to be gold lame, which is hysterical. Yeah, he's got a gold lame martial robe. That is very, that's a very Cho Yuan touch, by the way. That, 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 it's like, exactly. it's, it's like the Elvis of the martial world. It, it's, it's a beautiful looking outfit. If, if anybody's seen the death duel cover, it's oftentimes sort of the most prominent thing on the cover, but, um, 
But I also like how they build up. It's so hopeful before that. Like they have this whole thing where he's talking to 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 Zhao Li and and he's um and 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 you know they're they're talking about how they're gonna wait for each other and how you know they're 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 clearly in love and they're gonna become husband and wife. And then he has a scene where he's he's buying clothes for her when he comes back from getting his arm wounded, and and then he he arrives and and she's dead, and uh and um. And it's, it's really tragic, but it's also really existential because there's this whole line where he talks about how third young master can only ever be third young master, that he tried to be Achi and and it just didn't work. You, you know, he's basically he's doing this thing where he's running away from from his problem and his problem is, you know, he's the supreme swordsman of the martial world and people are always trying to kill him and he has to kill them to, to send them off. And and I thought that line sort of really got it like one of the existential themes of the of the movie and the book, um, but uh, but yeah. So I, I I think that that to me that's one of like it, it's a very sad scene, but it's a very it's a very moving scene, and it just sort of it, it marches to the to the finale from that point on, um, and and I feel like the tone shifts dramatically too at that point. Oh, definitely. The tone got a bit more serious after that, especially the primal scream was really shocking the first time I saw it. This wasn't the first time I saw it. It's like my fourth or fifth. But the first time I saw it was like, wow, you didn't know that someone as Achi, he was so mild mannered and sweet. You didn't think something like that would come out of him. But to me, that was the, the breaking point, was the primal scream signaled the end of Achi and the return of the third master. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a cool, cool, uh, cool scene and like a cool transformation of a character where he, like suddenly like all of his men show up. I think they're, you know, they're kind of messing around with time. Like, you know, you know they, he screams and like, you know, all 30 branches of, of uh, the Supreme Sword sector show up. And, and are ready to receive his command. And he's like, you, go do this. You, go do this. You, go do this. And uh, it's a, you know, I, I, I enjoy that moment in the movie. Yeah, it was definitely, visually speaking, I thought it was quite impressive that they cut the scenes together. Um, and the, the scream was quite a powerful moment there. You know, you, you get the sense of the despair he feels. Like, this is a person who wants to, you know, live a peaceful life. And unfortunately because of you know his name his fame you know he loses you know the one thing that's left that's sort of giving him hope that he can achieve it um and it's sort of yeah it's, it's mirrored with sort of yan shisan's character as well he, like he he yeah when when he's um doing the treatment for uh, the third young master um it, you know he, he he says that sort of thing he hates his he hates his own name he hates yeah. his name yan, yan shisan because yeah, it restricts him. Like because of that name, you know, he has to strive for number one now, and yeah, you know, that, that's ultimately the reason why they have to fight in the end is because um, he is Yan Shisan, and and uh, and you know, he and the other person's the, the third young master. They are destined to fight, type of thing, and it, it is very sort of bittersweet. There, I mean, you can tell that they have a lot of respect for each other, and you know, I think even without the whole. Um, 
Genshin saving the Fenjang Master Choir. Like if they had met normally on the second, uh, you know, in more regular circumstances, they could have been fast friends. I mean, they seem to get, you know, neither of them were bad people. They were just very focused on their martial way and became too famous for their own good. Well, and Yanshi San becomes a healer in this. He's the one who who heals Achi, and he's he's mastered this incredible medicine. Um, so you know, he, he, it, it you know, he's it's interesting that he goes from being like this this killer to this to this healer. Um, but another a bit oh, of story ahead. behind that actually. So th- they mentioned like Hua Tuo, which is uh, who, who is a, a very famous doctor from uh, from yeah chinese history um i think during the the free warring states period um and and he is the the creator of you know uh, general anesthetic or uh, a, a, a mixture of powder in this right they called it Uma yeah powder. yeah yeah and um yeah and that's basically what uh yen shisan was making was general anesthetics so that he could treat uh <laughs> so they could do like open wound surgery <laughs> by the side of a river <laughs> yeah that was a yeah i have to wonder it's how dark. how sa- sanitary that was uh he's like he's cry- I mean, he's like he's literally like hammering a chisel into his bone right by the river um and it is you know but you know it's better than nothing i suppose uh, but also he gives that, that, that terrible story of the, you know, trying to master the, the guy who tries to master the recipe and, um, you know, tests it out on his, uh, on his wife and daughter. And he, ma- he drives his wife mad and he causes his daughter to go blind. And then, uh, you know, Yan Shisan has uh, inherited this, this uh, uh, prescription. Um, and so, yeah, you know, it's... It, is an interesting scene. It's it's again. It's one of those like little flourishes that I think kind of like maybe adds to the theme, but isn't essential to the story. Um, but uh, but there's also the uh, the other. Um, there's that in scene where the two cameos occur. There's a there's a uh, T Lung reprises his role for Magic Blade here uh, to you know Swordsman Fu and and Lo Lier plays Han Tung, who's from Killer Clan. So you have these these two. Uh, characters from other movies show up at this end scene where Achi is kind of having a little bit of an epiphany about human nature, and I thought it was—it's a very—it's a very quirky scene because those two actors show up, but it's also you know very interesting and also it's a humorous scene because there's this Confucian scholar who uh, Achi basically is dying. He 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 has this bone racking powder in his system. And he knows he has three days to live, and he's asking everybody, if you have three days to live, what would you do? And the scholar's, like, basically giving this, you know, really respectable answer. And then he grabs the guy uh, by the collar and is like, no, tell me what you'd really do. And he's he's threatening him, and, and the guy's like, ah, I'd go, you know, I'd go to a brothel and drink. And, like, he'd just basically, you know, like just, you know, indulge all of his, his physical pleasures. And then and then it's like the the... The guy reaches his cracking point and he just confesses to everybody like I've been studying these books and all I want to do is these things and I never do them because I'm studying it. And it's just this this great moment. And then he he does the same thing to the daughter of the innkeeper and she basically says I'd find a man and sleep with him. And the father freaks out and you know it, it's it's this moment where like the the niceties of of society just kind of crumble. And I don't know I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on that scene. Yeah, I love that scene. I thought that. Um... The truth of human nature really came out in that scene with the scholar and the chaste young widow. I mean, she really never even got to marry her fiance, but for 10 years she had to be 
chased and they gave her this tablet and she's telling exactly what she would do. And I was like, good for you. You know, um, and the scholar too, they were like, he's our teacher and he's so upright. And then he goes, I'm going to go a whoring and a gambling. And it's just like, what? It was a, it's a very unexpected moment in the movie. And I think the woman has a line, like, I've heard it's wonderful to sleep with a man, so that's what I would do. And, and the father's like, oh, my God, how can you say that? And, and, the, and they kind of run off camera, I think, sort of bickering about it. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of like a moment where, like, everybody just sort of reveals what they really want. And, uh, um, and I don't know, like, and in Gulong books, it's, it's like there are always, like, these pauses where he kind of will... He'll kind of just say something that's meant to be really profound about human nature, and that's kind of what Achi does after that. But, but yeah, I know that was a fun scene. And I like the um, the cameos too with um, T Lung and um, Lo Ye were really excellent. I liked seeing. Um, I've never seen the Magic Blade, but I like um, Lo Ye anyway as a cat when he plays in movies and. My favorite part of his fight scene was the end. He's all done, and he wipes the man's blood on his face. Oh, yeah, that's a great scene. <laughs> that was a little eccentric there, but, yeah, I like Well, he got blood on his hand. He's going to have to put it somewhere, I guess. So why not your face, <laughs> your own face? Just smear it on. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. I, I've always been confused by that. I don't know why he did that. I, I don't either. I, 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 I ask. I, I feel like it's an obvious thing. Like you're just meant to know why he does it, but I really have not been able to come up with an answer. And I think it has to do with killer clans, but I have to go back and watch killer clans again to see if there's some kind of connection. Between I mean, the... it, is it something simple? Like the fact that he is a go well, from the killer clans. I assume he's, he is a killer of some he, sort. He's he's a ba- in killer clans. He's one of the most badass characters. He's like the guy that, you know, uh, Luca Brazzi and the Godfather, the guy that like they have to get rid of because he's like the Godfather's like killer, he's kind of like that type of character. They have to, they have to. In fact, I think Killer Clans might. I'm pretty sure that story was meant as like a remake, not a remake, but like a. Uh, it was very much inspired by the Godfather, I believe. Um, and he's kind of like a Luca Brazzi character. They got to get rid of him before they can even touch the uh, the leader of the of the clan. So, so I, I think maybe it's sort of how when you get like intimidating scenes where people lick their knives, sort of thing. But uh, he, he's just like, well, I already killed everyone, so I'm just gonna wipe <laughs> my face with the blood of my enemies. <laughs> yeah, I get that must be. You're yeah, right, just... Kenny. What was that? I said you're right, Kenny. It could just be simple as that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. Because I just always try to think. I, I, I it just always perplexed me. But but it's really effective. It's like a very visually striking moment. Um, and yeah, and he's got this great weapon. He, so that this character, he's got like a he's got like a circular hat with the hole in the center that he puts over his head. And when he when he takes it off, he pulls out like it's basically like a like a round saw blade. Um, I don't know what the name of the weapon is, but it but he fights with that, and I think like a um like a long pole in the other hand. Um, yeah. And he just he's just a you know you see him in this movie. He's a, he's a he's a he's a real killer, and in Killer Clans, he's uh, they really build him up as a character, but. But yeah, he has that moment. And then T. Lung's character in Magic Blade, he fights with like an L-shaped blade. And in this, he's already, he's given up the the sword life and and he's using a stick instead. But the stick is also shaped kind of like his sword from the movie. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like the cameos in this. Yeah, I liked how he gave him a little, a little piece of wisdom too about how um, 
you're going to, the man that you want to meet is over by the river, but you're eventually going to have to kill him too. So, you know, he's going to cure him, but later somewhere down the road, you're going to meet again. And yeah, and I was and, I also wonder how he knew that too. I was curious about where is, because <laughs> it raises all kinds of questions about what, what uh, Swordsman Fu has been doing. Um, well, yeah, obviously. He knows, he knows the identities of both of them, so yeah. somehow. <laughs> but he's in the know. He's been laying low and he heard things and. That was my take, anyway. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. I just, uh, I just feel like you could, there, you know, the, it, it, it's just a, uh, I don't know. It just sort of suggests that there's maybe more to, uh, to him than what's going on in just the simple cameo, but, uh, but also the the Lolier character kind of throws, like, like he, I think, uh, um, Achi asks what his name is, and he says, if I told you that, I wouldn't, you know. You know, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't live as long as uh, as I have. And yeah, if I threw my name around as easily as you do. Yeah, I that wouldn't. was it. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of like, you know, you're just going around telling everybody who you are. And that's why you're running into all these problems. <laughs> but uh, and then he makes perfect, perfect sense, sense, right? Year. Oh, what was that? And then he tells him he'll see him next year. But, you know, Achi think he thinks he's dying. And won't be there next year. That's true, and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, I want to get back to that point actually. But Kenny, what did you? What were you saying? Oh no, it's fine. Oh, okay, no, um, yeah, no, it does. It does. Ra- uh, and 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 again, I'm going to spoil Killer Clans for people who don't see Killer Clans. But his character in Killer Clans gets killed. Um, so I wonder if that's so, if that's like the interrupter of their their annual meeting. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. To, um did you have a point you were trying to make kenny or uh no oh okay um yeah so i'm trying to think if there was anything else that uh i think those were all the points i was interested in raising um did it did anybody have any other thoughts in the film before uh before we uh end the episode Oh, I just have to mention the third young third master's uh, sword. Like I thought it would be like a sword, but no, he has like a, a wall rack of sword <laughs> that he brings with him. He hangs it on a tree and it just all rolls down. He's got like six or seven swords there. It's like, which sword do you want to die by? <laughs> yeah, and his yeah. old. I mean, he he kind of demonstrates he can even use a, a tree branch as a sword. Like he's not, he doesn't seem terribly picky about uh, about the blade. It's more about the swordsman, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I like yeah, I like the Anshisan's a... answer to that question. Yeah, because it's it's a very good long thing, isn't it, to say that you know even if you don't have a sword in your hand, if you have a sword in your heart, you can still kill people, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's a very I think he's that kind of character. Like, and and there's another point too where like when he's using the tree branch, he says, "I've changed, so my sword changed." And, you know, that's it just these like great little lines like that. Profound uh, things, yeah. which probably doesn't really mean much, but it sounds cool. So who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I like the ending fight scene, though. Like, despite what I say, you know, about not really enjoying the style of the choreography, it was still good choreography. And um, the conclusion to the fight was quite good, I felt. It, uh, it cement, you know... 
I don't know. Do we care about spoilers that much? No, we can spoil it. You know, if people are listening this far, I think you know they've either seen the movie or they don't care that the yeah, the... yeah, because the, the, the yeah the the fight ends with the third young master cementing his position as the top swordsman in the in the martial world, and with uh, Yen Shisan dying. And I like how, you know, it, it's, it, it's a play on the sort of the whole wuxia ambiguity thing where people like cross swords and then suddenly everything goes still for a while. And and then, you know, one person falls over or, you know, retreats or whatever. And you think, oh, they've lost. But yeah. nope, it's the person who, sta- who stayed standing, standing the longest who's actually been stabbed in the heart with the tip of a blade type <laughs> of thing. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, and I think um, uh, Third Young Master, his sword breaks and he drops it. And you, and and then uh, Yan Shisan is pointing the tip of his sword at uh, Third Master's throat, and you mm-hmm. you think that uh, that Yan Shisan has won the fight, and Yan and and the way they do it is cool because because uh, Third Young Master says, well now you know who's the winner basically, and he and he says goodbye and he walks away, and as he's walking away, you see the little bit of the tip of uh, Third Young Master's sword embedded in uh, Yan Shisan's chest. And and he kind of smiles and collapses and says the third young master is still the supreme swordsman. So it's a, I like it's a very interestingly uh, done scene. It was well done, I thought. Not to just have him slice him to death, but just that little broken point killed him, and you didn't even notice it. Yeah, I, I really like the way they did it. And I feel like it also retained sort of the mutual respect that the characters seem to have for each other. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, it's a, and, and again, it's a movie, if you see the Swordmaster, the remake, they they redo that scene in a, a different way, but it's still sort of the, it's meant to be that same kind of final uh, battle in the end. And they, and they take out the confusion of the, of the David Chang character. Um, and it's just a final duel between them. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's I definitely would say if people uh, see either Swordmaster, if they see Swordmaster, they should definitely watch this, and if they see this, they should definitely watch Swordmaster, and they should consider reading the book because the book will fill in a lot of the sort of the gaps and help explain maybe some of the themes, um, and and also uh, um, I, I, w- I would say I I, I watched the uh, for, for for this discussion I, I watched the one that they have on prime it's available on prime people want to watch it but there's also a blu-ray version and that looks quite gorgeous i was very surprised by the quality of that i have it on dvd as well but the blu-ray is uh is particularly nice and i think one of the things about cho yuan movies and this movie in particular that i like is just the visual presentation is very pleasant and well constructed and you get these gorgeous sort of sets and you know like foliage in the foreground that kind of thing and i was noticing the difference between watching it on my tv and watching it on my computer and you do kind of i feel like the computer screen doesn't quite capture the beauty of of what it looks like when it's bigger um so if people can i would definitely encourage them to try to watch it on as big a screen as they as they can just to get the full effect of the movie but um did you guys have any parting thoughts before before we end um, no, I, I enjoyed the movie. I can recommend it to, to people to watch. But if I do recommend it, I think I'd definitely say don't pay too much attention to anyone who's not the main character, really, because they, they probably won't be staying that long. And 
you'll just be confusing yourself if you try to think everyone's important. <laughs> Ditto on Kenny's thoughts. Too many people make it confusing, but if you just stick with the main, maybe five or six people, you're good. Yeah, and I think I think that's the the take home. It's a it, 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 it it's sort of a confusing cluster of characters, but at the core of it is this very simple story between uh, two swordsmen and and the the Chow Di character. And those are really the mo- like like you really just need to focus on Chow Di, uh, third young master Yan Shi San and Zhao uh, uh, Li, and and that's. Uh, that that's all you really need to keep your concentration on and everything else is kind of you know uh a flavor um but yeah so again the movie is available on amazon prime uh people can check it out i think based on this discussion if we can uh find magic blade and watch that together that would be another good movie to to check out so maybe hopefully down the road we'll be able to do a discussion on that um and i'll be on um I think I'm going to be back on soon with uh, with Adam to talk about Torchwood, and I'm going to be doing a discussion of the Suntaran experiment with with Adam and uh, and Nick. So uh, until then, we'll talk to you later. Bye.